Oh my gosh, I'm recording a podcast again. Oh my gosh, it's been forever. But welcome. This is Elena definitely knows what's happening. That is a sarcastic message. And I am recording this without editing. The thing is, this is going to be raw footage or audio that I upload onto a computer. Um, Yeah, so there's a reason why there's only one episode um, up before this. And it's like published almost a like almost an entire year ago or like six months ago I forgot when I published that thing it's because editing the audio especially the way I speak and the amount of just sheer empty space repeating myself incoherent thoughts that happen are a mess um and I was like okay well you you already talk stupid so just dump it all out this is who you are there's nothing to hide And literally, I was like, yeah, I don't want to edit this thing. Editing takes too much time. I'm in quarantine. I have homework to do. I have AP tests to prepare for. You think I'm going to, you think I'm able to just do all that work on my computer? Like GarageBand could never, because that's what I edited it on, because I am very bad at editing things. And so I have Lord playing on in the background. I don't know if y'all can hear the Lord, but Lord is playing on in the background because that is my life now. Well, it is currently, what day is it today? It's like May, it's Friday, May 8th, 2 p.m. I just finished my pre-cal test um, over probabilities, permutations, combinations. Let me tell you, that stuff was not really fun. It was just I don't have my normal calculator with me. I don't remember where I put my graphing calculator. So I used my flimsy scientific calculator. And I messed up the first time. I failed the first time because I only had nine questions. That's the thing about online school nowadays since we're in quarantine. Um, the, The type of work we receive is like, different so whenever I take a test that's nine questions it really shows how much if you miss one question you're making 88 flat out so I was like I don't want to make an 88 I took it again I got a full hundred the thing is if I had a nine question test in math and it was in person I probably would have aced it my first try or maybe like messed up like a little bit on the calculation and got like partial credit on something but This distance learning stuff, it really shows, like, how much I depend on my teachers to actually, like, in class time to actually memorize the information. Because now I have to rewatch videos over and over again for that information to stick in my brain. But it used to be if I had a lecture, I could memorize that, um, maybe study it once over and and then ace the test um, whenever we take it. Because... That's where I, that's how I absorb my information in class, but can't do that now because I risk getting the coronavirus, which is like a serious topic, but it just also kind of sucks, like, you know, minor inconveniences and stuff when you're, it's really hard to, to always be grateful for something. And I am, I am, I am grateful that I am not in a position where I'm at high risk of getting coronavirus, but it also just sucks. Like, life sucks no matter how privileged you are. It just sucks more for other people, and it's more unfair. Um, not, not subtracting from what underprivileged people, like, experience. It's just that 
every single stage in life, you're always going to find something to complain about once you get used to it. Uh, once you get used to that way of life, you're, you're always going to find little things to complain about. It's like pet peeves. Like, you're fortunate to understand a language and have commonality with other human people, but you're still going to be annoyed by little things they do. There's always little things that will annoy you, no matter um, no matter who you are, what you are, what you're thankful for. You know, there's this quote, like, by Andre Asimov in Call Me By Your Name, and he's like, um, if I could stake my whole life on dreams, Elio says if he could spend stake his whole life on dreams or something like that, um, he'd, he'd, he'd do away with life and be done with the rest or something like that. Like, he would only live in dreams. But even then, Elio would find something to complain about um, in his dreams, which I think it's, I don't know. I don't know if this, this idea is communicating across effectively. It's just no matter who you are or what position you are in, there's always something that's going to that can get on your nerves and grind your gears and whatnot. It just exists. And there's, there's no escaping it. Like you always want to find something and make it better and make it perfect. And that's the goal. Oh, my hip just popped. Well, what have I been up to? When was the last time I, the last time I recorded this? All I remember is French numbers. Cause it's weird. Cause like to say 80, you have to say four twenties and, um, French counting is kind of weird, but I finished my, um, so I get a lot of college brochure collages. I totally blame myself as a younger person um, signing up for the college board college search service. But the thing is, I kind of like the mail they send me. I don't like the emails they send me. I have like, at one point I had over a thousand emails in my inbox because I just stopped checking it for two weeks. Um, But I'm at a steady 800 now. Um, even though I check it daily, I just my school doesn't email me that much anymore. Um, most of my emails come from these colleges, and so I'm getting a lot of mail. But I actually like the mail because as a kid, um, I always wanted people to send me letters because they always seemed cool. And even now in quarantine, I'm really excited when I send letters to my friends or my friends send letters to me. But now I got a, go- a lot of college mail and I hate wasting paper. I, I absolutely like, it just, it just doesn't feel right. Um, wasting that paper. I know I could just recycle it, but I literally just cut them up and I made a rainbow collage where my closet door is and my closet doors on themselves are being decorated with like posters and, um, cool little artwork things that I find in these collages and pictures I find wherever I might um I hate doing this because middle school me would like absolutely hate me but I might rip up one of the books um on my bookshelf and make a kind of like a paint and paint something on that even though I haven't painted in ages literally hobbies are really hard for me to maintain the, the hobby I have kept for the longest amount of time is probably uh, <laughs> is probably reading fan fiction. It's just that hobby is such low effort. I go online and I read and I've read a literal library full. I've read over a million words in the past couple months um, just from the sheer amount of fan fiction I read. And there's no record of that except for online, but I, re- I, read, I, read, uh, I read on a private browser, so some of the history isn't recorded. And now when I try to search for a fan fiction that I read, I can't find it because 
half of that stuff isn't recorded in my history. Um, that's, I mean, that's okay for like privacy reasons, but I also want proof that I read a lot. I read a 300,000 word fan fiction in a span of 24 hours. Um, a little bit less than that. So do with that information what you will, but I read a lot and hopefully, hopefully college admissions counselors understand that that's what I spend most of my free time doing, honestly. I also do a lot of, a lot of the hobbies I have are like making videos, recording podcasts, like right here, but literally, I don't think, I don't think I post them. I don't think I post most, if not all of the stuff I do. It's it's only evidence on my phone. And so people are like, oh, then why do you do it in the first place? I'm like, it's a nice place to dump all my feelings and vent what words I have to do and experiment with the way I talk. You know, I should just record this podcast even more because my history teacher always says, Elena, you are, you have good thoughts but you gotta crystallize it and make it understandable in English. I'm paraphrasing a lot. Um, I love you, Mr. Westfall. You're a great teacher, but um, I do have that problem where I just my language abilities just like bleh, and they vomit and they just turn into a blob fish. And so I guess this could help me organize my thoughts better. It's like a diary. Who watches? The thing is, is I, I'm what well, I'm kind of probably gonna turn up into president of the United States one day, and then people are gonna be like, "Oh, who is this? Our presidential candidate? Is this the dumb stuff she's been saying on a podcast? Is she complaining about French numbers?" And I accidentally start a war with the French. Um, it's okay, the French are bad at war. That was a joke for political reasons. That is a joke. Um, it's also a historical fact. Uh, L, you don't see me, but I'm doing the L symbol gotta take that L. Honestly, I don't know what's with the French in, in war. They were, you know what, the Congress of Vienna did the French dirty, but then again, the f- France back then isn't really the same France that we have now. Um, but like, low-key, it, it eliminated so much power um, from the French Empire. Was it an empire? Yeah, it was an empire. And you're just like, oh, wow. So this was a move to make. Because European politics is petty. It used, I mean, not right now, but like kind of right now. But not like right now, right now. But it used to be way back in the day when it was just kings and queens and whatnot doing their thing. They're like, European politics was P-E-T-T-Y. I'm petty. Mm-hmm. I'm petty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big grip to European politics. I think about European history, it's just I really like it because I'm really into the castles, Victorian, like, um, dark academia, gothic architecture, all that aesthetics, but, but, like, once you look at European society, um, way back then, you're just like, um, let me, let me not. Also, it's, like, probably very, it's also very, like, Eurocentric, but I don't really, um, and it's really to be like, it's really weird for me to be like, oh, I'm interested in European history. And then everyone's like, uh, you, you're being brainwashed by the colonizers. I'm just like, maybe I am, but those castles are pretty. Like, you can't tell me that castle isn't beautiful. And that's probably why I'm fascinated with European history. It's because I want to live in a castle one day. 
you know what I need? My mom should buy me a Victorian dress. Mom, that's what I want on my Christmas list. Or I'll save up money and buy my own Victorian dress, but that stuff's expensive. I'll just need an investment from you, Mom. No, I don't need a Victorian dress. I wouldn't even wear it anywhere. Actually, yeah, I wouldn't wear it anywhere. This is in part, okay, so I always have little, like, fantasies, little dream worlds I've built in my head. They're nothing like a memory mansion or whatever that stuff is, but, um, because I don't under, I don't understand how people can mind palace that deeply. Um, I just make connections and webs. I don't need to create a story about mind palaces, you know? Um, it's kind of... I, it just doesn't work with my brain. I can make webs, but if you want me to make a story with the... I can make a castle, yeah. I can make a castle, but if you want me to put a story in the castle, I don't know. But I like making up imaginary worlds in my heads and scenarios. And one of the scenarios was I'm an actor, and I'm just like... And I thought the only way I can ever wear nice Victorian clothing or or go to a nice castle was if I were an actor and I was filming period dramas. And let me tell you, I might just have to jump on that, become an actor and do period dramas. Thing is, I'm not that good at acting. Or like acting as in, I'm good at understanding a character, but I don't know how to play it out and interpret that character with the physicality that comes with acting. You need like expression control. Good. Uh, you, have, you have to, and physical control, there's that element of acting I could never really get. But, like, the emotionalism behind acting, I understood. But I can't let it communicate through my body, which is why I don't really... I like theater. I like doing theater and performing. It's just I don't see it as a profession I would ter too terribly like. I'm also really into telling story, doing things in chronological order, like filming things. And I know you don't need to do that. And that's, but it's honestly like how I'm wired to work. I'm wired to work chronologically. And I don't, I don't think that's an advantage. Um, it's probably, it's more of a disadvantage or not. I don't think I'm better than anyone because I work chronologically is it's honestly a disadvantage. Um, and I try to work out of order, but sometimes it's best if I, but I always try to work out of order because I'm always rushing myself. Because if I work in order and chronologically, it doesn't work for me. That's why I don't like Khan Academy, because Khan Academy, they like to give you practice problems. And through their practice problems, they can derive a formula or something abstract for you. But no, I can't do that. I have to think of... So you give me a practice problem, you give me a formula, and then you explain it later. Because, like, I have to work with the abstract and then the concrete, you know? Gotta work my way down. Or work my way up, if that's how you think about it. If the most baseline is abstract and you work your way up to concrete. Honestly, it doesn't really matter which direction you're working. It's just abstract to concrete is more like a spectrum, left and right, or something, or forward and backwards, or up and down it's a, it's just a spectrum and you can orient it any way you want i think i think that's that's how i would that's how i would put it this audio is probably really bad i'm using my earbuds as my microphone to record this also this computer okay i got a new computer it's not my old 2013 macbook air this is a macbook air from 2016 i think 
<clears throat> or whenever they first came out with the gold and the and the weird keyboards that don't click in they click in differently I, I remember it's like some butterfly or scissor mechanism for their keyboards so their keyboards totally work differently and it feels weird I don't like typing like that but uh, I'd probably have to get used to it it's just when I keyboard smash like it just feels like I'm crushing my computer and don't really know how beneficial that is you know don't really know how beneficial that is I've been talking for only 16 minutes? Wow. That's kind of crazy. This probably proves to anyone who listens to this is that I talk a lot. I ramble a lot. I'm just venting right now. I am venting. What am I doing? I'm venting. I ramble also. A friend, Kristen, she says that I ramble a lot, especially in history class. And I'm going to lie. That's probably how I reason through most of my stuff. I have to ramble about it, and I'm like, oh, finally, a line of reasoning, um, a line of thought. Let me follow it. And then it probably goes off kilter. This is probably why I can't write essays on the spot. Oh, man, the amount of prep, mental prep I have to do with essays is sometimes hours long, and even then the essay just turns out, just turns out terrible. I don't know. I like essays. I like writing essays. I am really proud of um, some of the writing I do. I've done. Um, my, okay, let me tell you. My extra legality essay, but not the one I did in, in A-Push. The one I did in AP Lang about um, disobedience and um, how it's sometimes justified or required to create a change. It was basically... Um, I could basically use my extra legality, so all the prep I did for extra legality in my history essay, which I did a month before, I could incorporate into this argumentation essay. Now, of course, I had a week prep for this essay, and ideally, because it's an argumentation essay in practice for the AP test, ideally, I don't have a week prep. I have, like, five minutes to prep my ideas, but that, that essay... That is my piece de resistance. I don't know how to pronounce that. But it was one of my best works. Until, like, later, I think I wrote something else. And I thought that, like, trumped whatever this was. Um, this extra legality essay was. But, oh my gosh, that essay. I am proud of that thing still to this day. Even though if I read it now, I'd probably hate it and be like, um, what is that writing? But then again, essays like that are supposed to be, like, drafts and stuff. That's also a, a problem I have with these timed essays because I know that they're supposed to be drafts. Like the AP, the AP test it says, yeah, your essay, just write it. You have 15 minutes to write it. It's okay if it's bad writing. It's a draft. Of course, we want you to write well, but it's a draft, so don't worry. But I am proofreading the minute I start writing it. And that probably what is what kills me in time because... Man, I only used three documents on my most recent DBQ practice. It was about U.S. imperialism. And I was like, I know my stuff about imperialism. But I started proofreading and being like, and adjusting sentences and being like, that is terrible writing. Like, how do you exist in the world and write that terribly? And I had to edit it all. And then I ran out of time and I only used three documents um, instead of the four required. Might need to work on that. You know, perfectionism, it isn't always needed. 
most of the time it's not even needed. So gotta figure that out. And um <sighs> I'm really stressed about the A B test. I mean, knock on wood, but I honestly think I'm gonna do better on my chemistry test than any of the others, despite chemistry being my worst grade, like in-class grade out of all my APs. Like I do well in chemistry, it's just that it's not my best grade, but sometimes I'm like, oh, I wanna be a humanities. I'm a big humanities person because I like the way humanities works. You can take multiple avenues and ways of thinking. This is me knocking on wood, by the way. Yeah, you can take multiple avenues and ways of thinking, but in more empirical science stuff, you like you have to take one or two or three. There's it it's a very limited way to think because you have to be very logical and your reasoning has to be correct um, for to answer some of these questions. And so I always liked humanities because you could approach it from different ways, but the, uh, but um, but I would I would. I, I always perform better in STEM fields. So I don't know what type of person I am because I, I perform better in STEM, but I like humanities. But maybe it's because the, it's the challenge that humanities um, provides that I really enjoy. Also, the environment, the teaching environment of humanities classes are like way more chill way cooler. I really thrive on good teaching environments. I'm because my favorite subjects um, at the moment are the humanities subjects because I like the environment, the teaching environment. And that might be a problem because if I hate the class, then I'm not going to take it, you know. But I honestly believe it's how you learn that um, how I learn, basically, is not how you learn because you may learn in different ways, but it's how I learn that really affects what I learn. For people, it's what you learn affects how you learn. Um, it really depends. Like some people, they re really enjoy, um, they work better alone and they work better online and via distance learning. But me, it just can't click in my head. And of course you can train yourself to do that, but can I train myself? It's been what, three, four weeks? I can't train myself in four weeks to rewire my brain for this. I'm literally waiting for the moment restrictions can ease up and hopefully if people continue social distancing they will and then I can go back to school enjoy my senior year apply to colleges cry about it and um probably get into a college I'm definitely getting going to college in my plan it's just you never know the thing is call it seems more and more now that college is the one of it's it's a mandatory option of course you don't need to like it's it, it used to be seen that college was an optional thing if you just depending on what career you want to go into. But now it seems more than ever that you need a bachelor's degree, especially in the fields I'm looking into because, yeah. I also want to travel. And I don't know how the hell I am able, how the heck I'm able to do all this stuff, like fulfill my dream, traveling of work and whatnot. And I want to live in a city but I want to enjoy life. Heck, I haven't even... Man, I am a lonely, lonely, lonely girl, man. I was going to say another word, but then I realized I'm not editing this. I'm too lazy to edit editing this. And I was like, okay, I'm a lonely person. That's the person. Did I forget person was a word? Yes. Okay, I am a lonely person. 
I mean, I have friends and stuff. It's just I'm lonely as I crave their affection and a hug. I want to hug my friends. Man. Texas is on phase one of opening up, and we've already seen a spike of cases, so I'm not really sure um, if this is the right choice, but some people are starting to theorize that this quarantine thing may last until um, the fall, and I am not prepared for that. If that happens, I will move um, to a whole new country and live in a cabin there. Because I will not be, if I can't isolate, if I'm isolating here for any longer, I will move and isolate somewhere else. Let me tell you, I need a change of scenery for, for, for once. Maybe I'll go to, yeah, I'm not sure where I'll go. I just want a change of scenery. But while still isolating, stay isolated, guys. Not like isolated, like emotionally, but like physically. There you go. Quarantine. A period of 40 days. Um, or a period of social, um, physical isola isolation. <clears throat> Is that it? 25 minutes? I have five minutes before the thing says you can't record anymore. Anyway, it's nice talking to my computer. It's nice talking to you, my computer. Um, wow. Was this, this was the move. Was it the move? Was it? Um, I'm not sure. I hope someone finds this um, in like 2100 and they're like, hmm, we could use this audio. We can make a transcript of this audio and make a really valuable DBQ out of <laughs> a his history DBQ out of this. Like, I'm telling you, future historian, if you're listening to this, like, make this a DBQ. I'm telling you. Thank you for listening, future historian who makes this a DBQ. Um, I don't know what thesis you're going to do or like what academic paper or what standardized test you might use with this, but the world is your oyster. It is your oyster. So crack that shell and slurp it all up. That was a weird metaphor. <laughs>